0: News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change that our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Fellow Texans, D.C. bureaucrats, and Democrats are essentially running our state. Why? What do I mean? Well, first and foremost, We're taking a lot of our cues from what DC is telling us, whether we can or cannot open up our state, whether or not individuals can or cannot make their own decisions on what risks they can take, where they can shop, what they can do, how they can engage in society. Individual responsibility is somewhat out the window right now. And then Democrats are also running the vast majority of our state. And why is that? Because a lot of Texans live in cities and cities are running the state you know uh this last week honestly this is uh a time in which i've seen more criticism levied on our on our governor than ever before um you know our governor generally avoids conflict he avoids controversy he's a very cautious individual and that's something that i'm not just i'm saying most political observers would say that about governor Greg Abbott, that he's somebody who tries to avoid ticking anybody off unnecessarily. And that's honestly a good trait for most individuals to have. Um, And so as a elected official, he has tried to avoid taking positions that would create more enemies than absolutely necessary. And uh, last week he was in a position to have to make a decision, a decision that would Anger one group of people, because there are some Texans who want Texas to just stay on lockdown. Everybody stay home. And there are other Texans who say, I'd like to start living my life again. And I'd like to do so responsibly. And I'd like to do so safely. And I'd like to do so at my own risk. Are you going to let me make my own decisions? And Governor Abbott had a press conference in which he announced that he was not ready to let Texans make their own decisions. He was not ready to let Texans decide how to engage in society, and he instead was going to continue to act as the sole decision maker for how you are allowed to live your life. And that's just a dangerous precedent to set. I think I've said this before, but I love that our founding fathers actually asked themselves the question before they took any action or gave themselves any power, would the most evil among us be okay still in this position? Would our nation be able to survive? How can we limit it so that the bad guy, when he has the power, doesn't abuse it? What checks and balances can we put in on ourselves? Not on him, not on the bad guy, but on ourselves. So bureaucrats and Democrats are essentially running our state. So today, you know, last night I went to my local Home Depot in New Braunfels and I've been there every couple days. And, uh, They don't have the tile. Most of my condo is tiled, but there's a little part in the master bathroom in the closet that is not. And so my wife and I decided, hey, let's tile that while we're all trapped at home because the governor won't let us go live our lives. And so I go to Home Depot and look, and um, they don't have my tile. And they say, there's this one other Home Depot in San Antonio that has your tile. So I go there this morning and... I step out of my car and then I'm like, crap, I don't have a covering over my face. And I don't know if you know this, but that's mandated now in this city of San Antonio, which is why Democrats are running our state. So the city of San Antonio says, if you don't wear a mask, we can fine you a thousand dollars. So I have to go back and I'm like, well, I'm not going to drive all the way home to drive all the way back. I got to figure out. So I look back and I have this big towel in the bottom of my car. Don't think my car's like really dirty, by the way, for those of you, I'm not, it's not that dirty of a car, I promise. But I had this, underneath my driver's seat, there's a towel. Now the thing is, it's a pretty big towel. Okay. It's not like, I don't know. It's a big enough towel and it's thick, but it's all I had. So I tie this thing around myself and I tuck it behind. I look like the hunchback of Notre Dame and I'm like, can't see because I'm breathing into my glasses, which is a public safety hazard, by the way, for those of you who don't know. And I'm sitting there going, this is absurd. So if you are the governor and you're letting all this happen, you're the one with the power to say it's not supposed to happen. The attorney general, the governor, all these different people are in power to say, hey, local governments, you're overstepping your bounds here. With his executive order, he could have done a preemption that says no regulation beyond what we are saying is appropriate should be passed in any local area. And he didn't because I don't know if he's not wanting to have the fight with the cities right now, the counties, but there are tyrants so the the only dis, the, there's a disagreement between the governor and local officials right now just so y'all understand. Local officials want to control pretty much every aspect of how of your life once you walk out of your house. And the governor just wants to control a lot of your life, but not every aspect. And what we're asking for is at a minimum, just say that only the only the things the governor wants to control about your life, he can control. That's one request. The second request is, can you please stop trying to control all of Texas? I fundamentally don't trust a handful of those individuals to be the ones to best decide how society should react. It's a bad idea. This is not an anti-Republican or Democrat thing. It's a fundamental perspective that if you let a handful of... a People at the elite top make the decision for all of Texas. It's a bad recipe for success. But essentially, in Texas, you have bureaucrats and Democrats running the vast majority of our state. And if you're in one of the more rural areas where your local officials have not stepped in and intervened, well, you're still being significantly hampered by the state regulations that are being put in place. So I think what we're going to see this week is a significant increase in the call to let Texas go back to work. By the way, states like Alabama, Florida, South Dakota, they're leading on this and Texas has a really good opportunity to follow, not to lead. By the way, we've already given up our chance to lead. So to make that clear, Texas doesn't have an opportunity to lead. We haven't led on this, but Texas does have an opportunity to follow others lead what well, how they have led and we can maybe start to turn our economic engine back on by the way this doesn't even get into the fact that oil was under $2 a barrel today and and for those of you who don't understand what that means it is absolutely devastating to the texas economy what is going on With the price of oil today. And you have multiple problems. You have the actual price that it's trading at. You also have the fact that we need to store all of this oil that's being pumped out of the ground and not used. Even if it was being used, it'd be dirt cheap. But by the way, you're not even using it. And neither am I. How often have you filled up your car with gas? You're not commuting to work. You're not driving around. You're not taking your kid to soccer practice. You're not shopping. You're not going anywhere. You're maybe going to see a family member or two. I'm probably driving more than most people. And I'm not wearing a mask, by the way. I ain't wearing a dang mask. I'm fine. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, hey, I hope you're wearing a mask. I said, why? To which they responded, well, you have a family. What does that have to do with anything? I didn't understand. (laughs) I don't understand. What do my two small children have to do with this? I love them. They're not going to die of coronavirus. So what are you saying? Am I going to die? Well, you're probably not going to die. Okay, so why am I... Do you have older people in your life? Yeah, I do. Why? Well, don't you want them to not get it? That's why I'm not hugging and kissing them all the time. Like, I don't understand. So it's interesting just the general assumptions we make. Yes, I have old people that I interact with. And I haven't given them hugs. And I haven't given them kisses. And I don't come within six feet of them. I'm chilling out on the interaction with anybody. People I know with heart conditions, a bunch of asthma problems, not hugging and kissing on them either. But you know what? There's not an opportunity for personal responsibility. That doesn't enter the equation. We don't consider the fact that somebody could actually be living a responsible life. No, we want to mandate one action or multiple actions on all of society. Guys, uh, Texans have a real serious question to ask themselves. You know, we've talked about being a model for the nation. We've talked about how California has one way of doing business and Texas has another way. But Texas is not looking unique right now. You have states like Florida and Alabama and South Dakota that are leading one way. And you have California that's leading the next. And Texas is just sitting, shut down, not sure what we're going to do. It's not okay. There's one other story I wanted to talk about, um, and that is Ann and Chris. Um, You can find out more about this uh, lawsuit uh, through the Texas Homeschool Coalition. You can go there. They have uh, a video they just released today, which I would highly recommend. In fact, I'll probably share it on my page here shortly. Um, and y'all can watch that. But um, Chris is the father of Ann. And uh, this is a unique case that's going before the Texas Supreme Court in April. Um, and it is a lower court gave joint custody to the live-in uh, boyfriend, fiance of Anne's mother. So let me explain the timeline and the importance of this case. So Chris is Anne's father. And of course, she has a mother as well who passed away. And so Chris is Anne's only living parent. And so you would assume that maybe Chris would now have full custody of Anne, his child. But instead, this mother's Fiance who had been living with Anne and her mother for several months filed to get joint custody of Anne, not his daughter. And he got it. So the case before the Supreme Court today is one where Chris is saying that my constitutional right as a parent is being infringed upon. Uh, the Attorney General put out an opinion on this that seems to side with Chris, and I know the Texas Homeschool Coalition has really lauded the Attorney General for taking that action. Uh, we've got several strong, solid, pro-parent Supreme Court justices, but just because our Supreme Court is filled with Republicans does not mean they're pro-parent, Okay. It is a tight split on the Texas Supreme Court. We are not guaranteed to win this case. But if Chris does not win this case, it will set a precedent to allow non-parents parental rights in some sort or fashion, which would be absolutely devastating in this state. So if you want to know more about this, go to the Texas Homeschool Coalition's Facebook page. Or you can go to their website, thsc.org, and I will link to some of the stories in what we release here. But uh, in in just a second, I'm actually going to play the audio and video of what THSC released. They released a video today, and so we're going to cut to that here so y'all can watch it. Um. And then, like I said, I'll link to it in the story as well. So I'll let y'all listen to that.
1: It's a story that I don't want any other parents, families to have to go through. It's a story that's important to Texans and other fit parents like myself.
2: This all really began in July of 2018 when there was a very unfortunate accident where a three-year-old little girl lost her mother. Within weeks, the maternal grandparents filed suit against the father, seeking joint custody with him. And it wasn't very long after that that the mother's fiance filed suit, seeking the same thing.
1: When she passed away, they'd been engaged for a few months. Since her mother's passing, my daughter's been living with me full-time. It's been almost two years, and we were moving on.
2: Essentially, the fiancé is arguing that because he lived in the home with the child for a relatively short amount of time, that he should have an equal right to joint custody with the father.
1: My daughter doesn't know him. She lived with him cumulatively under six months. I thought, as the biological father, I win, and we quickly learned
2: that's not the case. Both the trial court and the appellate court have always found the father to be a fit parent. When the grandparents were kicked out by the Court of Appeals, it was because the grandparents couldn't prove that he was unfit.
1: We have the support system in place for my daughter. She's stable and she's happy. She continues to see her maternal grandparents on a regular basis. My daughter has voiced her opinion and said that she She loves me as her father, picking her up after school, picking her up after daycare, taking her to swim, taking her to ballet. She's already lost one parent. She wants to be with her other parent full time. It's disheartening to know that someone who hasn't been involved in her life, to the extent I have been, could potentially have rights to
2: her. We are arguing that the trial judge violated the father's constitutional rights to parent because he's a fit parent when she awarded rights and possession to a non-parent over the father's objections.
1: We're hoping that the Texas Supreme Court will rule in our favor and protect the rights of fit parents. It's an important case for Texas to really solidify parental rights.
2: If we lose this case, it could have a devastating effect in Texas because it could set, it would set the precedent that live-in boyfriends, nannies, roommates, anyone who happened to be living in the home with the child and had a relatively minimal role in their life can sue for custody and actually get rights and time with your child.
1: Since she was in the womb, I would read to her, touch her mom's belly when she kicked. When she came out, was one of the first people who got to hold her. First night she was born, she slept on my chest. She has a lot of my features, big cheeks, big smile. She's my daughter. She's my princess, my little bear. Because of that little girl. She's my everything. She's worth fighting for. I don't want it to happen to any more families In Texas, it should end now. My only guilt is being a father to my daughter.
0: So, I think you can see why I'm a little perturbed by this case. Uh, Chris is the only parent of this child. Therefore, he should be treated as the only parent legally of this child. End of story. Um, thank you so much for those of you who have continued to support the show. Uh, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, like our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, which is where I know a lot of you listen to this as well. Um, Spotify, whatever it is. Follow, share it with your friends. We have got to build a coalition of Texans who are willing to fight for their right to make their own decisions um, and to not be literally micromanaged by a Republican or a Democrat who decides they know what's best for all of Texans. That is not the Texas we live in. That's more like the California that we criticize. So let's not be like them. Thank you guys. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Luke Macias Show. If you value this content and want our message to spread, please consider three of the following steps. One, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a review. Two, visit lukemacias.com and sign up for our email alerts. And three, follow Raz and I on Twitter and visit my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Luke Texas. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Thank you so much, and God bless.